your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just win. Welcome into Tuesday's edition of the Lockdown Raiders podcast, September 22nd, 2020. Your boy Q here with you. Got to apologize for not having a Monday's edition of the Lockdown Raiders podcast, but we're here on Tuesday talking about the Raiders versus Saints, and we're talking about a victory as the Raiders defeated the Saints 34-24, first game at Allegiant Stadium. Raiders are now 2-0 on the season. Before we get into today's episode, want to tell you about a couple great sponsors here on the Lockdown Raiders podcast. One of those is Pepsi, because this football season, it's going to be different and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch this season. Pepsi is a refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game it's made for those who watch it. Pepsi made for football watching. Also wanted to tell you about Visa real quick. Help support your local businesses, whether they're your corner stores, coffee spots, or favorite shops. Local businesses have always been on your team, supporting you and your community. But right now, more than ever, local businesses need our support. So let's be there for them. The next time you go shopping, make a choice to shop at a local business and look for the contactless symbol and tap to pay with contactless Visa to help support your community. Because where and how you shop absolutely matters. So coming up on today's episode, as we talk about how the Raiders defeated the Saints 34-24 on Monday Night Football, got a lot to get to coming up in segment number three. Got your calls, got your texts, even got a couple tweets. Lots of good stuff, lots of great reaction from Raider Nation after watching the Raiders defeat the Saints 34-24 Monday Night Football. And I got to keep saying that because I was a guy who on Raider Nation Radio 920, if you listen to me and Scott Goldbranson before the uh, before the pregame show, I actually thought that the Raiders were going to lose by three points. I thought the Saints were going to get that victory. Thought that the Raiders were going to lose it on the in, on the interior, defensive lines and offensive lines and early on in the game it looked like that's how it was going to be, but ultimately it was not. So the Raiders come away with a victory, very impressed by them putting up 34 points and also holding the Saints to 24 when it looked like the Saints were going to do whatever they wanted to do whenever they wanted to do offensively. So you got to give a lot of props to the Raiders and the adjustments that they made throughout the course of the game. Derek Carr, he catches a lot of hell, but uh, no hell for him to be caught on uh, this show at all today 28 for 38 282 yards three touchdown passes and no interceptions and yeah he missed Henry Ruggs early in the game when he tried to stretch the field Uh, he missed Darren Waller he didn't even take a shot at him when he had an opportunity and uh, you know he also there was another play to Henry Ruggs that he should have let it rip but he ended up getting the first down by just tossing it to Jason Witten but all in all still 28 for 38 282 yards three touchdown passes no interceptions Alec Engle the fullback he's the first Raider to score in Allegiant Stadium history then Zay Jones, another guy I didn't expect to see a whole lot from. He catches a touchdown pass and then the man of the hour, the guy who got all the attention for the night, Darren Waller. He was the feature. He comes up with a touchdown pass. Speaking of Darren Waller, 12 catches, 103 yards and a touchdown on 16 targets. But uh, here's what John Gruden actually had to say about Derek Carr following the game and if that was the kind of performance that he wants to see from his franchise quarterback moving forward. Well, I don't know. There's a lot of people that make a lot of opinions on Derek and Derek's performance and and our relationship but you know he had nine different flankers last year nine you know when I was here I was here for four years and we had Tim Brown every week for four years one you know we've had I don't know how many different combinations on the offensive line yet you know he threw for over 4,000 yards and 70 percent put us in a position to make the playoffs in week 15 this guy's a great quarterback and um 
or surrounded him with better players. And once our defense, I think, starts playing to their potential, he can even be better. But, you know, he does so much with the ball and without the ball and behind the scenes that uh, I think Raider fans should really be proud of him, and I know I am. So there's John Gruden right there talking about Derek Carr, talking about the relationship that is always speculated on, even during the game, even before the game. Booger McFarland from ESPN was talking about John Gruden doesn't really like Derek Carr. The only people who say John Gruden doesn't like Derek Carr are people outside of the building. I'm so tired of the narrative of, oh, you know what? Uh, John Gruden doesn't want Derek Carr. If John Gruden didn't want Derek Carr as the quarterback anymore of the Raiders, guess who wouldn't be the quarterback of the Raiders anymore? Derek Carr, but he is. I mean, look, and does he have warts? Does he have things that he could do better? Absolutely. Would I like to see him do a lot of things different? Yeah, I would. But that doesn't mean that John Gruden doesn't like him. And so that old story is so worn out. Oh, John Gruden doesn't like him. That's not his quarterback. He's going to move on from him. Look, he's been there three years now. If he was going to move on from him, don't you think he would have done so? I do. Just kind of, I just feel like that's a lazy take that all media is using. And I'm not talking about me or I'm not talking about, you know, Raider Nation Radio, any of that, but just national media. Uh, anybody who's doing a, a Raider game, it's like the first thing they want to go to is, well, you know, John Gruden and Derek Carr don't see eye to eye. I actually think they do. <laughs> and uh, Derek Carr had a hell of a performance on uh, Monday night. Again, 28 for 38, 282 yards and three touchdown passes. No interceptions on the game and no interceptions on the season. So you got to give Derek Carr a lot of props. Uh, Josh Jacobs, he had another big game, even though it took him a while to get cooking. 27 carries, 88 yards. I mean, he just got better as the game went on. Had a couple big runs that really helped seal the deal for the, uh, for the Raiders. And, and you kind of know that everything goes through Josh Jacobs. And I love seeing him out there uh, toughing it out when you could tell that he wasn't 100% healthy, but he was still out there fighting and fighting and fighting. Still came up with some big plays when the Raiders needed it the most and finished it his strong his run so strong. That dude is uh, just, man, he's a, he's a pleasure to watch. I really like seeing what Josh Jacobs has for the Raiders from the running back position. And while I'm talking about running backs, I got to mention Jalen Richard, who made me so angry after fumbling earlier in the game. And the first thing I thought of is, man, that dude always fumbles. He always has ball security issues. And I've been talking about it for multiple years now here on the Locked On Raiders podcast. But, of course, the minute I start saying something bad and starting getting angry at Jalen Richard, uh, he comes back and has a big 20-yard run, takes it to the house for a touchdown, gave the Raiders a 14-point lead and really helped push them to that, uh, that victory. So here is John Gruden after the game talking about Jalen Richard bouncing back after that big fumble. Yeah, Jalen's fumble was... Uh you know, obviously a, a, a key play in the game. We, we had a play set up, I think, for big big yardage. We were going to get a first down there, I believe. It looked good. Uh, unfortunately, he just mishandled it. And uh, you, you really got to tip your hat to Richard, you know, to come back and make a play like he did um, to redeem himself. And that's, that's what a professional has to do. You got to have a thick skin. And Kirby Wilson is a great running back coach. And our staff, Greg Olson, showed a lot of confidence to give him another shot. Yeah, that was big. And I, I've said it multiple times how nervous I am whenever Jalen Richard has his hands on the ball just because I know his ball security is not that great. And I know he felt terrible once he uh, he fumbled that ball. And just, look, it looked like he was going to have a big play, like John Gruden just said. It looked like he was going to have a big play, and he was just ready to run before he actually uh, caught the ball. And for some reason, they put that fumble on Derek Carr, but that fumble was 100% on Jalen Richard. He just he just didn't concentrate. That was, that was uh, you know, that was all on him as far as I'm concerned. And then, I think the biggest Stones play of them all, John Gruden got in Vegas and he's like, man, I'm rolling the dice. I'm going for it. You know what I mean? It's I'm either going to crap out or I'm, or I'm going to win, you know? And so he rolls the dice and brings out Daniel Carlson to attempt a 54-yard field goal that ices the game if he makes it. They're up seven. If he misses it, the ball's damn near at half, uh, not half court, at, uh, at midfield. 
and you got Drew Brees and Sean Payton, and you still got plenty of time. And I'm like, no. And I'm telling you, even though Daniel Carlson drilled his kick last week, I said no, no, no when he kicked that long one last week because I just knew he was going to miss it. I'm not going to lie to you, Raider Nation, and you can call me what you want. I didn't think he was going to drill the 54-yarder on Monday night either. As soon as he, he went out there, I had my buddy Corbett text me and was like, do you agree with this call? And I was like, nope. Hell no, I don't. <laughs> I'd punt the ball and play defense. I mean, and that's and that's what I would have done. So maybe I would have lost the game. Uh, they always say scare money don't make money. Well, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't bet too often. You know, I'm not really a gambling man. But John Gruden rolled the dice. Daniel Carlson goes out there and drilled the 54 yarder. Like there was no doubt about it. Once he kicked it off his foot, I was like, dang, he made that. That thing is good. And then I felt great. Then I knew that the game was over and the Raiders were going to move to 2-0. and But here's John Gruden. What was going through his mind? Was he thinking about it back and forth? What was going through his mind when he sent Daniel Carlson out there to kick a 54-yarder? I saw uh, Buckner for the Chiefs kick three in a row yesterday, so I had the good, I had the good vibes. I said, Kansas City's going to kick a field goal in that situation. I sure as heck am. But Carlson, is uh, he made a big one in Charlotte last week, about the same distance. You know, we're playing in a... Uh, a beautiful stadium. The footing is great. There's no win. And uh, he had to look at his eye like he was going to end the football game. And that's what we did. So uh, really happy for him and uh, Rich Passaccia for having the confidence and the ability to do that. Yeah, that's big time right there, man. Daniel Carlson coming through like money. He was AFC Special Teams Player of the Week last week. And if it wasn't for Kansas City and his kicker, uh, their kicker, like you heard John Gruden talk about, he probably would be AFC Special Teams Player of the Week again this week. But I do believe that that honor is going to go to to Kansas City and their kicker, Buckner, for uh, the kicks that he met, made that John Gruden was just mentioning. But, man, I'm telling you, uh, Carlson is, is like money so far this season, doing really well from field goals and, of course, uh, connecting on his uh, extra points as well. Uh, just got to give the Raiders a lot of props for having the confidence just to go ahead and roll him out there. Uh, one stat I got to bring to you, and I, it's so funny because I bring to you stats from Josh DeBow from the AP all the time on the Raiders, and usually they're uh, always negative when it comes to the Raiders. Well, uh, since the Raiders are 2-0 and on the season, now all of a sudden the stats are starting to look better from Josh DeBow. so I definitely got to bring this one to you. He put out, he tweeted out immediately after the game, Raiders threw two games, 373.5 yards per game, 34 points per game, one total turnover, and three and a half penalties per game, leading to a 2-0 and record. Now, the biggest thing I see there is three and a half penalties per game. Is this the Raiders that I know? Is this the Raiders that I've been rooting for my whole life? Three and a half penalties per game? Man, the Raiders usually get three and a half penalties in the first drive. You know what I mean? So, uh, wow. Well, what a way to clean up their their uh, you know their penalties situation. Now I know they got called for a couple penalties on Monday that were declined, so they don't really count. But still, three and a half total you know accepted penalties per game is not bad, especially when you look at what the Saints did and how many penalties they had on Monday night and how that affected what they did. So, uh, shout out to the Raiders and shout out to uh, the coaching staff for really coaching those guys up and eliminating those penalties, the turnovers, and able to put up thirty four points per game. And oh, by the way, still scoring in the third quarter. But uh, that's all I got for you here in uh, segment number one, because we'll get into the whole breakdown of the game. I'll talk about the keys to the game, what I saw that really stood out to me, the highs and lows and, you know, how this team could continue to improve, but uh, also what they're doing really well and give them a little bit of love uh, for a while. Before I get into that, though, I got to tell you about a couple sponsors here on the Locked On Raiders podcast. I told you about one of the title sponsors earlier, Visa. Visa knows that local businesses are the heartbeat of our communities, whether they're our cornerstone 
stores, our coffee spots, or our favorite shops. Local businesses have always been there for us. They remember our orders, they call us by our name, and they're always giving back, making a difference, and going that extra mile to support us and our community. Right now, more than ever, local businesses need our support. So now it's time for us to return the favor. The next time you go shopping, make the choice to shop at local businesses and look for the contactless symbol and tap to pay with a contactless visa to help support your community. Because where and how you shop matters. Visa, it's everywhere you want to be. An official partner of the NFL. I also want to tell you about Built Bar. Haven't told you about Built Bar in a while. Yeah, I think I told you about Built Bar last week. Uh, you know I've told you about the Built Bar quite a bit. All you got to do is go to BuiltBar.com and check out all the many flavors that they have. They're up to 18 flavors. 12 we like to call the OG flavors. And then 6 are the brand new ones that they just re-released. So uh, you definitely want to go check that out. You also, when you're there at uh, BuiltBar.com, if you're uh, deciding to buy a box, you can get a box of uh, multi-flavors. Or you can maybe there's one flavor that you really, really like and you say, you know what, I want just a whole box of that. You could do that. You can mix and match. You could do whatever you want to do. But when you're buying them, when you when you decide to check out and in and, and your little cart, you make sure you put promo code LOCKED. You use the promo code LOCKED, you're going to get 10% off uh, your, your order. And so that's a, that's a good deal right there for a, a, a protein bar that doesn't taste like a protein bar. A protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, it's made with 100% chocolate. So a lot of times you'll see, you know, the kids walking around with one in, you know, in their hand thinking that they're eating a, a candy bar when it's really a protein bar. And uh, so I have to try to hide anytime I have uh, the built Bars around the house. I got to try to hide them so make sure none of the kiddos get to them. But uh, you, can, you can check them out for yourself. Again, built Bar dot com promo code locked that's going to get you 10 percent off your order and uh you can choose from many different flavors like i said they're up to 18 12 are the ogs and six are some new flavors including cookies and cream so go ahead and check that out segment number two it's on the way what stood out the most from the raiders victory over the saints i'll tell you about it next here on the locked on raiders podcast your locked on raiders your daily podcast on the las vegas raiders part of the locked on podcast network your team Every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we are. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Time to talk about my biggest takeaways from the Raiders' 34-24 victory over the New Orleans Saints. First game at Allegiant Stadium ever. They opened up what everyone's calling the Death Star. I'm not a big name uh, fan of the name, but whatever you want to call it. They opened it up, and uh, they picked up the victory over the Saints, a game that I thought that the Raiders were going to lose uh, just because, well, the Saints are, are a pretty well-oiled machine, even though they didn't look that great week one, but you just kind of knew that they got some good edge rushers. The Raiders were down Trent Brown. They were down uh, Sam Young, and Denzel Good had to go back out to right tackle and I know he did a really good job of that week one against the Panthers but I knew that the Saints had a lot of good uh, defensive players that can get after the quarterback on that offensive line and look or on the defensive line and early in the game they did exactly that they got Derek Carr early and often three times they they sacked Derek Carr and I thought man this is gonna be one of those games Josh Jacobs wasn't able to really get the run going early in the game because that Saints defensive line was really dominating the the game but after a, a couple drives that stalled out They really settled in, you know, and you got to give that O-line a lot of credit. And Tom Cable's been a guy that I've been very hard on uh, over the past couple years. Last year, uh, I had to give him a lot of credit because the offensive line started playing a lot better. But when you're down your big ticket uh, right tackle and Trent Brown, the guy who's making all the money, and then, oh, by the way, his backup is out too. And you all of a sudden go in with Denzel Good, who's actually a guard playing tackle. And, and I know that they, you know, practice multiple positions, but you go in and you have Denzel Good starting. You're thinking, okay, well, he did some good things last week. You know, see if he can maybe hold up again. 
and he holds his own. He does a really good job. And, oh, by the way, you have Richie Incognito go down during the game with an Achilles injury, and, well, John Simpson, the fourth-round pick out of, out of uh, Clemson, he comes in and he holds his own. And, look, pass protection is something he's got to improve on, but he's able to get the run blocking going. And I thought that the offensive line did really, really well. I thought that they started putting their will and giving Derek Carr an opportunity to at least be able to get rid of the ball. You know, even though he was getting the ball out of his hands pretty quickly and a lot were small, short passes to Darren Waller, who had a monster game that I mentioned earlier in segment number one. But he still had opportunity to get the ball out of his hands. Then all of a sudden you saw Josh Jacobs start to uh, get, you know, get a little loose, being able to run a little bit. You saw Jalen Richard be able to run a little bit. You saw uh, the pass really set up the run instead of the run set up the pass. And that was something that uh, Hondo Carpenter, who was on with us on uh, Raider Nation Radio on Monday, he said that's what the Raiders are going to have to do in this game. John Gruden's going to always want to run first to set up the pass, but in this game against the Saints, he's going to have to pass the ball to set up the run, and that's ultimately what ended up happening. Uh, That's why Derek Carr ended up throwing the ball 38 times, which is about eight more passes than I like, but it was something that was necessary, and it was a way to get it done, and Derek Carr had the stones to be able to get it done. You know, he was able to throw the ball in there, and, and there was a couple tight windows that he really uh, got the ball into. And, and oh, by the way, he also stretched the field with uh, Henry Ruggs, even though he didn't complete a pass. That threat of Henry Ruggs, that speed of Henry Ruggs is a threat to the defense. And you saw multiple pass interference calls because, well, that defense was all over the players. Brian Edwards, the rookie out of South Carolina, he stepped up. He had a he had a good game, came up with some pretty big catches, multiple 20-yard receptions. Uh, again, but it always goes back to Darren Waller and what he was able to do. Just an absolute monster game. Hunter Renfro came up with some pretty big catches like he always does. Third and Renfro. It'll be fun talking to him on uh, Silver and Black today on Raider Nation Radio later on this afternoon. Uh, 13 minutes with Hunter Renfro. That's going to be a fun conversation, so make sure you tune into that. Uh, here's one Here's one clip I wanted to play from John Gruden. I played a couple in segment number one, but uh, there was a question he, he was asked uh, after the game about his offense finally getting into a rhythm and, and how nice was it that they were actually able to get into a rhythm. And, well, John Gruden answered it with an answer where he – Basically, didn't feel like it ever got into a rhythm. Here he is. Here's John Gruden talking about his offense. Well, you know, rhythm, I don't know if we ever really had a rhythm. Losing incognito early in the game uh, after losing Trent Brown and losing Sam Young. And then uh, we had a number of guys out of the game tonight coming and going. I don't know that we ever had a true rhythm. You know, we knew Dennis Allen was going to call a different defense on every play. And when you look at the film, you'll see five down linemen, four down linemen, three down linemen. Every play is a different coverage. Uh, Outside of the stat sheet, Derek Carr was awesome tonight. Uh, he made some, um, some plays today that uh, very few guys that I've coached could make. And I tip my hat to him. He hung in there against a, a very multiple defense. We expected that from them coming in here on a long week with a veteran defense. So he's not 100% sure if it ever really got into a rhythm, but it was able to get established and get things cooking. And and look, this is the good thing about it. Look at the time of possession. This is something that a lot of Raider fans get frustrated with because they think, oh, John Gruden wants to hold on to the rock, hold on to the rock. Well, there's games where that just has to happen. And this happened on Monday. The Raiders had the ball for 36 minutes. The Saints only had the ball for 24 minutes. That's a recipe for keeping the ball, and as long as you're going down there and you're scoring touchdowns and not field goals, then you're having a, a recipe for, for a win. And with the Raiders putting up 34 points, that's exactly what they did. Yeah, they kicked a couple field goals, but most of the time they were getting down there in the red zone and they were scoring touchdowns. Again, Derek Carr threw three touchdown passes. Alec Ingold, he caught the first one. Zay Jones, he caught the second one. And then Darren Waller caught a third one. Jalen Richard ran in a, a, a touchdown run. I mean, the the Raiders are really cooking with grease. I mean, to come up with four touchdowns on the day and only two field goals, 
I'll, I'll take that every day of the week and twice on Sunday, man. That is that is the way to get it done. Again, you play penalty free. Three. I mean, they're averaging three and a half penalties. They had three penalties on the game. That's nothing. Absolutely nothing. Where the Saints just kept shooting themselves in the foot, holding penalty, personal foul penalty, this pass interference penalty. I mean, penalty after penalty after penalty, offsides penalties. I mean, the Saints were getting ripped. They have over 200 yards in in uh, penalties accepted against them in, in the first two games of the season, where the Raiders hardly have any. I mean, I, I don't know what's going on and why they are playing so penalty-free, but I'm okay with that. That's that's how you win games is by playing a clean game. That's when we talk about they got to play just about a perfect game. I don't mean like they have to, you know, Derek Carr has to be 28 for 28. I mean that you have to go out there and you can't shoot yourself in the foot. Now, that Jalen Richard fumble, that almost shot them in the foot. That opened up the door for uh, the Saints and gave them an opportunity. But luckily, the defense was able to step up and make a play when they had to. You know, and the defense did not look good. They got a lot of work to do, man. Paul Gunther's got a lot of work to do. I saw a lot of Raider Nation saying he should be on the hot seat, and maybe he is. I don't know, but the defense has a long ways to go. But when push came to shove and they needed a couple stops, they got it, similar to what they did against Carolina. Did they play a clean game all game? No, hell no. <laughs> not at all. Early in the game, and the Saints were doing whatever they wanted to. I told the wife, I was joking. I was like, hell, me, you, little Q, and and uh, you know, and, and little Bell could score on the on the Raiders right now. Their defense is so bad. Uh, now, that's not the truth. I mean, I might be able to score, but you know, the wife ain't really fleet-footed like that. <laughs> maybe, maybe I can get in the end zone. But either way you look at it, it's a, it's, it's a good thing to see, man. It's, it's a good thing to see that they, they have the ability to step up when they have to and make a stop or at least give the Raiders a couple opportunities where they get the ball back, give them the ball in good posi- field position, and give them an opportunity to go down the field and score. And how big was that Nicholas Morrow interception right before halftime? In my opinion, that really changed the game. The Raiders were down 10-0, then it was 10-7, then it was 17-7 or 17-10 or whatever it was. I don't remember, but it was, it was oh, 17-14. No, 17-14, and then the Raiders get the ball right before uh, halftime, and, uh, you know, they get that interception. They end up putting three more on the board. They go into the locker room tied at 17, where they really had no business being tied at 17, in my opinion. The Saints had dominated the game at that point, and then they come out in the third quarter, put up some more points in the third quarter. I mean, Raider Nation, the Raiders scored 27 total points. In 2019, in the third quarter, they've already scored 17 in two games. 17 third quarter points. Remember how everyone says John Gruden doesn't make uh, second half adjustments, and when he goes into the locker room, he doesn't make adjustments? Well, guess what he's been doing this year? He's been making some adjustments. And I get it. It's only two games, but you got to give credit where credit's due. They've put up 17 points in the third quarter, and they only put up 27 total points in all of 2019 I'm 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 feeling good about whatever adjustments they go into the locker room and make and, and, and what they've been able to come away with I just I just think that that's one of those things that is is such a major key that you have to be able to you know you just have to be able to do that you have to figure out what the defense is doing to you and Dennis Allen runs a hell of a defensive scheme really runs a hell of a defensive scheme for the Saints but uh, the Raiders were able to to figure out what was exactly going to work that uh uh Darren Waller was a mismatch nightmare and that they were going to have their opportunity to make some make some things happen with them and they absolutely did turn into a huge game for him but uh man you got to give that coaching staff everyone from John Gruden to Tom Cable uh to Paul Gunther even though I, I know Raider Nation is not going to be happy with what they saw from the defense but there's even moments where he's, they stepped up and did some things. And, and of course, Nicholas Morrow coming up with that interception, that was a big deal as well. But playing pretty much mistake-free. Uh, the one turnover was bad, obviously. Uh, but penalties, three penalties for 13 yards. That's what was accepted. Three for 13, where the Saints had 10 for 129 yards. 
That's pretty incredible. Total yards rushing on the ground, even though they didn't have the best day rushing, 116 yards. That's all right on 35 carries. I'll take that. I know it's only 3.3 yards per carry, but if you can carry the rock 35 times and, and get over 100 yards, great. Now, I know Josh Jacobs didn't get over 100 yards, but he's, he's still at 88. I'll take it. I will take it. So uh, I think the Raiders did a, a really good job of being able to keep the possession, eliminate as many mistakes as possible, and when you get down into the red zone, one of their big Achilles heels in 2019, they weren't putting up touchdowns. Now they're getting down there and they're scoring touchdowns. And in this game, touchdowns is what's going to make you win. That's the only way you're going to win is with touchdowns. It's just as simple as that. So uh, shout out to the Raiders. Shout out to the coaching staff for doing a heck of a job and getting these guys lined up and, and, and set up in the right position to be able to come away with the 34-24 victory over the Saints and move to 2-0 on the young season. Coming up in segment number three, your calls, texts, and even a couple tweets. 707-654-4693. That's the Locked On Raider Podcast voicemail line. Those are all coming up next. Before I get into that, though, got to tell you about a couple great sponsors here on the Locked On Raiders Podcast. And the first one is rockauto.com. rockauto.com is a family business. They've been serving auto part customers online for 20 years. All you got to do is go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. And they got everything. Engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, new carpet. It doesn't matter if it's for a classic, a daily driver. Everything you need is a few easy clicks away. Plus, it'll be delivered directly to your door. RockAuto.com catalog is super unique and easy to navigate. You can see all the parts available for your vehicle. You can choose the brand, specifications, and most importantly, the prices you prefer. That's right, the prices. They're always super low, and they're the same for the professionals as they are for do-it-yourselfers. So there's no reason to spend up to twice as much for the same parts. Right now, go to rockauto.com, see all the parts available for your car or truck. While you're there, the only thing I ask you to do is write Locked On Raiders Podcast in a little box that says, how'd you hear about us? That means that they know that your boy did his job. So do that. Make that happen. All right. Super great selection. Super low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. And I told you about Built Bar earlier in the show, but let me go ahead and run it back one more time and tell you about Built Bar and the improved Built Bar is even more deliciouser. And I don't even know if that's a real word, but that's what they're calling it. Even more deliciouser. I can't even say that without laughing, but they got 18 amazing flavors. They got six new flavors I told you about earlier. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp, uh, cherry, some word I can't say. Uh, like my grandfather would say, hard word. <laughs> I think it's Cherry Barcia, but I don't know. It sounds like, uh, what's that guy who was on the, not Rolling Stones, but he was on the what was that, Jerry Garcia? Yeah, sounds like that, Cherry Barcia. I think that is right. Anyway, those are the six new flavors, and of course they got the originals like coconut almond, raspberry, German chocolate, peanut butter, banana bread, mint brownie, salted caramel, double chocolate, orange, toffee almond, coconut, peanut butter brownie, and they're all covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. I like to put mine into the, the refrigerator and just chill it a little bit. You can, you know, Eat it however you like. Some people choose to prefer to do it the same way I do, and some people don't. Either way, they're really good, and you should try them today. And if you haven't already tried them, then you need to. I don't know what you're waiting on. Go to BillBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. I think I told you in the segment one it was just locked. It's locked on, and you'll get $10 off your order. So, again, promo code locked on for $10 off at BillBar.com. Grateful Dead. That was the group I was trying to think of. That's where Jerry Garcia was from. Grateful Dead. Anyway, segment number three is on the way. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team 
every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Uh, celebrating the victory of the Raiders 34-24 over the Saints. Moving the Raiders to 2-0 on the season. Uh, it really sounds good to say 2-0 on the season, right? I know the season is young. Don't want to get too far out ahead of myself, but beating the Panthers week one was one thing. Coming back, doubling down and beating the Saints on week two. That was a big deal. That's a, a good team. I don't give a damn if you got Michael Thomas out there or not. I don't give a damn if Drew Brees is getting a little bit older. Beating the Saints is a big deal. So let me hear from you. I want to hear from Raider Nation, 707-654-4693. That's the Locked On Raider Podcast voicemail line. Also, at your boy Q254. That's how you can tweet at me and send me a direct message if you like. Got a couple of calls, a couple of texts, and a couple of tweets coming up in this segment. So let's go ahead and start things off with a real quick call from the 406. He doesn't give a name. He just has one thing to say, and here it is. Man, Q, man, I got one thing to say. Raiders! Raiders! Hell yeah. I'll tell you right now, I don't care. The victory might have been in Las Vegas, but just hearing you say that Raiders makes me feel like I'm walking across the bridge at the Coliseum, man. I'm telling you, anytime I hear that, that's all I could ever think of is walking across the bridge from the Coliseum, trying to get all juiced up, getting fired up as you enter the game, and then hopefully sounding the same way, uh, but less of a voice when you're leaving the game because that means you're celebrating a victory. I'll never forget those walks to the BART station leaving the Coliseum. So anytime I hear that, man, that's all I think of is that bridge swaying side to side with a bunch of Raider fans fired up. Nothing better than fired up Raider fans, man. So thank you for that call. I appreciate you. Uh, got a tweet from B Bellamy, one twin, one twin, 110, at B Bellamy, 110. And before I get into it, I got to sound the alarm one time. Because at B Bellamy 110 is a new booty. He says, at your boy Q254, put this on the podcast and sound that alarm. If Raider Nation complains about this win, by all means, go find another team. Who that? Them Raiders. Hashtag Raider Nation. Again, that's from at B Bellamy 110 by, I keep saying 120, 110 by uh, by way of Twitter. Uh, definitely appreciate you reaching out. And uh, yeah, I mean, there's going to be something to complain about. Like I said, the defense wasn't that great, especially early on. They were getting carved up. They looked like a, a, a hot knife slicing through butter. But either way, it doesn't matter because they found a way to rebound. They found a way to get the ball back for the Raiders a couple times, and the Raiders were able to capitalize. So at least they came away with a big victory. So that's all that really matters. Appreciate the tweet, my man. Next up, I got a call from Raider Blind Rage. He's calling in to talk about the win and how Jalen Richard redeemed himself after his late fumble in the game. Here he is, Raider Blind Rage. What up, Q? What up, Raider Nation? Just got done watching the game, and I feel like a, a kid that just got a new bike on Christmas. But uh, the reason I called is because when Richard fumbled that ball, Q, I thought of you, my brother. I thought, man, Q said things would happen like this if you gave that boy the ball. And I told my wife uh, after it happened, that guy needs to be benched the rest of the game. And uh, I'm glad they didn't listen to me. Gruden must not have got my text or something because he redeemed himself. Doesn't make him less of a liability, but I've got to give it to the boy. He he did redeem himself. Hey, look, man, these announcers, although the Saints beat themselves and old Mike Thomas and, you know, these talking heads, they're always the same. The, Rain, the Raiders are the Ra- uh, Rodney Dangerfields of the NFL, man. But, man, what a great win. You know, no mention of uh, all the guys that we have hurt, captain of our defense, 
our two best offensive linemen. Uh, you know, Ruggs, I don't think, is 100%. He's out there as a decoy, and I think it played in uh, nicely with that stupid penalty on the the Saints part at the end, you know. I think without Ruggs out there, you don't get that penalty, and that drive doesn't continue. So, hey, great win. Nice to be 2-0. and Nice to win the home opener in Las Vegas. I was texting with friends of mine in Las Vegas, and uh, they're season ticket holders, and they didn't get to go this year. So, um, yeah, good stuff, man. Peace out, Raider Nation. Blind Rage out. Raider Blind Rage, good to hear from you, my man. And, yeah, big-time redemption for Jalen Richard. I was so mad when he fumbled because, well, you got to have ball security. You know when it comes to him, ball security is always uh, questionable as far as I'm concerned. He struggles with that. Uh, but he did come up with a big play later on. They went back to the same play, the same play, and it had basically the same results. He just put the first one on the ground. But the second one, or the first one, would have been a big-time play for him as well if he had just held on to the ball. But uh, just to see him come back and clear his mind and still get in there, and uh, find a way to get into the end zone. That was a big deal. That was really big. So uh, shout out to Jalen Richard for being able to shake that off. He still got to do better than that, but uh, we'll give him a pass for at least <laughs> at least this week. So uh, that that's a uh, that's a good call, man. Definitely appreciate that. Uh, next up is a text from Albert in Colorado. And before I get into it, gotta sound the alarm one time because Albert in Colorado is a new booty. And he said, "Q." That was that win right there was for Baby Q. Love you, homie, even though I never met you. Raiders. And you know what's funny is I thought that all weekend long. I thought because I told the story on Friday of of uh, of Kimani and how he waited until until the game was uh, over when he was born on September 19th, 1999. He waited until the game was over against the Vikings. I thought, man, I wonder if the Raiders could pull off a victory on Monday and kind of be like a tribute for him, uh, you know, at least in my mind. And, uh, hell, they go and pull off the victory on Monday. And so, uh, yeah, maybe he had a little bit of uh, extra mojo, a little extra juice. I know he was uh, up there next to Jesus and Kobe, and he was just rooting on the on the Raiders. So, uh, yeah, that, that, was, uh, that was cool, man. Thank you for that text. I definitely appreciate that. Next up is a tweet from at its junior underscore 07. Uh, he said, Q, what a huge statement win. Can we please talk about Tom Cable and his O-line and the fact that this team usually always led with penalties and now it's just nothing but discipline, keeping the flags down and playing hard. Again, that's from at its junior underscore 07. And yeah, you're right about that. That was something I talked about in segment number two. Tom Cable and that O-line, you got to give him a lot of credit. He has those guys ready. He has those guys humming and they're not even playing that position. You know, I mean, he had John Simpson, a fourth-round rookie, ready to play. He had Denzel Good ready to play uh, on the tackle position for Trent Brown and Sam Young. I mean, he's had these guys where when they come in, they don't miss a beat, you know, and so that's a lot of you got to give a lot of credit to the coaching staff. If we have no problem dogging them when they do bad, then hell, you got to give them props when they do good. And so uh, Tom Cable gets he gets a game ball. That offensive line gets a game ball. You know, they really did. And keeping the flags down was major. Again, three penalties for 13 yards accepted for the Raiders in the in the whole game when the Saints had 10 for over 120 yards. That is major. Absolutely major so uh yeah thank you so much for that tweet uh good stuff right there uh next up is a call from lord raider in the 702 he's calling out of vegas he's calling about the game he's fired up about the win over the saints here he is lord raider in the 702 lord raider in vegas baby we are 2-0 legit win against a legit defense in the saints we forced him. We forced our will against them, and we forced them to do penalties. They were overwhelmed. 
I swear to God, we had we had butterflies to start the game. We looked like I'm telling you, we looked terrible to start the game. But then Derek Carr, and I will give Derek Carr his due because I've been his worst critic, his biggest critic. And Derek Carr ran that offense to precision. I mean, I just cannot believe what I saw. The man stepped up. Give him his credit to I love Raider Nation. All of us, unite. We are 2-0. We are legit. We are now in Vegas. But that does not, we will never forget L.A. And we will never forget Oakland. All the Oakland, L.A. Raider fans, Vegas fans, we are here united. We are 2-0. We have issues. There are some things that need to be sorted out, but no team is perfect. No team is perfect. we got to get healthy. We lose Richie on incognito. We didn't have Trent Brown. You can tell Henry Ruggs is not a, totally 100%. But I'll tell you what. What I saw tonight and the aggressiveness of John Gruden, and there were times where he did kind of just, you know, he's got to look. Well, one thing i got to say real quick is that the defense, when it's in an eight-man box, you just can't run it up the gut like that. But give him credit. He was aggressive. He utilized the tight end. He utilized the receivers. And we're only going to get better. We're only going to get better. This team is still so young. This is still so young. This reminds me of a young Seattle team, the Legion of Boom, when they first started. I'm out, Q. Peace. Good call, my man. I love the energy. I love the fired up. I love the passion. It is all good, man. I definitely appreciate you. And uh, you're spot on when it comes to the health, man. That's that's the one thing that could hurt the Raiders uh, moving forward is, is is the health. I mean, they got guys, Nick Kwiatkowski, they need him back in middle linebacker. They need a healthy Henry Ruggs out there. Trent Brown needs a return. Sam Young needs a return. I mean, there's guys that are down. Richie Incognito, I'm concerned about him and his Achilles injury, even though I think John Simpson did a heck of a job. But still, you don't like to see these guys banged up. Josh Jacobs got a little banged up during the game on Monday. You want to see these guys get healthy and, and stay healthy, and this has been a hell of a season for injuries. Uh, luckily, knock on wood, that the, the Raiders have been pretty uh, healthy as far as uh, you know, big-time injuries. They're not having these big season-long injuries, but uh, they, they happen, man, in the game of football. And uh, I do love the fact that the Raiders, at least when they're at home, they're playing on natural grass. I think that helps prevent some of these big-time injuries you're seeing across the league. But uh, they do have enough injuries, uh, you know, concern of their own that they definitely need to, to start getting these guys healthy and get these guys back. Nick Kwiatkowski would be a big one. Clearly, Trent Brown would be a big one as well. Final uh, text for the show is from my guy James in KC. He says, hey, Q, James in KC here. Raiders, Raiders, Raiders. Raiders won, and that was a statement game in my opinion. We won. It wasn't great, but we kept going and got the win. Got our first interception. D seemed better again in the second half. Still got a way to go on our D. Got a scare with Abram again, but thankfully he was okay. Prayers and love for my brother H and Modesto and prayers and love for you and your family. Again, that's from James NKC. Uh, yeah, good stuff. And uh, yeah, you're right. The defense has a long ways to go, uh, but they did improve in the second half. Uh, you know, I saw Damon Arnett standing by Paul Gunther on the sideline for a little while. He got pulled out of the game and then came back and looked like he was uh, playing well. You know, he really was. I love the fact that he doesn't mind putting his nose in there and tackling. That's the biggest thing. He doesn't mind going for the tackle. None of these guys mind hitting. Uh, they go after it. They get after the play. They just they just got to improve quick, fast, and in a hurry because there's still tough teams coming up on the schedule that the Raiders are going to have to have to go up against and 
You know, the offense isn't going to be able to put up 34 points every single game or 30 points every single game. It would be nice, but it would be a stretch if they were able to do that. But right now, uh, cooking with grease and 2-0 and on the season, uh, that's, a, that's a huge positive as they prepare to, to fly to New England to take on Cam Newton and the Patriots next week on a short week. Uh, that should be an exciting game as well. Cam's playing pretty stinking well, playing a lot better than I thought he was going to be playing at this point of the season. So we'll see what happens. But uh, thank you for that text, and thank you for the uh, prayers and love for the family. Uh, thank you to everyone, really. I didn't get a chance to talk about it because I didn't uh, do a show on Monday. I just, you know, I just wasn't in the in the right place uh, to do it. Uh, but e- either way, man, I just want to uh, say thank you to everyone who reached out uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, reached out with uh, prayers and thoughts and, and all that for the family. And, you know, shout out to everyone who, you know, shouted out my son and and said that this game was for Kimani and this and that. I mean, so many people. I, I couldn't even play all the messages. Probably had like 25 or 30 messages just from different people, uh, you know, showing love after the after the show I did on Friday. So thank you so much, Raider Nation. We are always a family uh, and, and you're, you know, you're showing me that family love as well so i definitely appreciate that i apologize again for not doing a show on monday uh don't worry we'll be back at it every single day the rest of the week and uh, probably the rest of the year just had to take a little extra time uh for myself but we're we're good to go now and uh what better way to do it than coming off a big victory with the raiders making them 2-0 on the season so until tomorrow uh we'll be back at it we'll have more calls and texts straight off that locked on raider podcast voicemail line we'll dive deeper into uh the game on monday and continue to break it down and obviously have more news and notes uh of the day uh, as always and and like i said the raiders are preparing for the new england patriots in new england next sunday as they go into foxborough 2-0 on the season so that's going to do it raider nation i appreciate you congratulations on a big victory uh stay safe if you're out there in vegas celebrate and stay safe social distance wear your mask don't get crazy you know that you don't want to catch no no case of nothing if you don't have to take care of your family take care of your family and more importantly take care of your family so until tomorrow raider nation as always just win baby